The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. Hey, hey, Fundamental, what's going on with you? Hope things are well. Hope you're in a good space at this particular time on this particular day. Uh, We are broadcasting right now live from Northern California, and it is raining, uh, as the the old folk used to say, cats and dogs outside. So we're having a good rainy day, but one of the good things I I, I appreciate about this is that finally the drought in California is officially over, and it's been a long time coming. I mean, about over five-year period of time, so it's uh, we had a, a lot of difficult days uh, during that drought, but we're thankful that the man upstairs who always shows up when you need him most has decided to uh, give us a great winter, uh, and it's certainly appreciated. Uh, welcome back to Fundamentals. And if you're new, we say welcome to Fundamentals, the show that's about self-improvement self-achievement, self-awareness, and self-satisfaction. And you know, the great thing about it, Fund the Man and Fund the World, is while we are getting ourselves straight, that we also reach back to others in our circle with a supportive hand and uh, a referral to fundamentals uh, with the goal that everyone within our reach has the support that they need, the guidance that they need, and the structure that they need to be the best that they can be, uh, as well as all of us. You know, I've always uh, endorsed the philosophy, you know, and, and have said many times that, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing for me to be successful. It's a whole different level when you can bring those around you up as well. I say that to fund the man and fund the world. You know, it's one thing for you to develop and for you to be successful, but but you want to bring those around you from your world with you as well, so that all of us can sit around and dine together uh, in the restaurant of excellence. <laughs> you know, I. Um, I've learned to have a lot of respect for uh, the great LeBron James. You know, uh, the more I've observed him, the more I've become impressed with this young man. 
You know, I mean, really grew up in, you know, Akron, Ohio, and uh, just a very humble upbringing, you know, uh, uh, with a raised by a single mother. But but at a young age, you know, it, greatness was obvious for him. I mean, you could just see it when you watch old high school uh, and and, and uh, uh, videos of him playing basketball. And what's that other uh, league that they always talk about? I, I keep forgetting, but uh, the summer league that they participate in. You could just see he stood out amongst his peers. But one thing that I really liked about him is he wanted to make sure that as his lifestyle improved, that his friends could enjoy some similar levels of success as well. So, so think about it. Notice what he did, Fundamand. He hired them. Oh, yeah, he hired his friends. He gave them an opportunity to learn a craft that could be utilized within his organization. He didn't just give them some money, you know, and that's what a lot of people misunderstand. And they think that because if you get somewhere, you're supposed to just dole out. No, he didn't just give them some money because when you do that, they don't appreciate it. People take advantage of it and things of that nature. He gave them something more valuable than money. And that is he gave them an opportunity. What's that old saying uh, in life that? Uh, you buy a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach him how to fish and you feed him for life. And see, that's what LeBron did. He, he didn't just simply buy him a fish. He, he taught him how to fish. LeBron made sure that his circle had an opportunity for greatness. Now, it's up to, it's up to them what they did with that opportunity. But he at least gave them an opportunity so that they could go along with him and enjoy some of those benefits. And, and, and as of today, as far as I know from the men and from the world out there, as far as I know from what I've read about, they all seem to be handling their business very well. So you see, from the men, when, when you acquire a certain level of success, and you're going to get there. If you, you you keep listening to this program and, and working through some of the principles and things that we talk about, you're going to see some improvement. But when you bring your circle and your world along with you, that's when you really find ultimate happiness because you've gotten your life right. You're where you want to be. You're excelling. But then all of your your, your close friends or close family members who are in your immediate circle that you enjoy spending time with when they are standing on their two feet and as equally as successful as you, hey, 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 we got something there, Fundamental. That's what it's all about. And that's what fundamentals is all about. It's not simply about us, but it's about those that we also come in contact with. So I say welcome. Welcome back. And welcome. I'm your host, Carl Bobo, and welcome to uh, our podcast on today. Now, you know, I don't know if I think I really came up with a good topic for today's uh, broadcast, but uh, it's it's a simple one, very simple, nothing to make you from a topical standpoint make you say, "Oh wow!" But my topic today that we're going to use to to discuss is one that I, is, is very extremely important to me, but. It's just simply three words, practice, practice, practice. 
That's it. That's it, Thunder World. That's it, Thunder Man. I guess everybody should be able to pretty much tell by the title where the emphasis is on this week. <laughs> there might be somebody out here listening to me saying and, and pulling out that old Allen Iverson statement. You talking about practice? Yes, I am talking about practice. Because here's the reality, Thunder Man. There is no substitute for practice. Understand that. There's no substitute for it. Hard work is the basic building block of every kind of achievement. We need to understand that. Because without it, everything else is is, is literally pointless. And I can't tell you uh, from the man, how many uh, programs I watched over the years, uh, uh, countless shows and interviews and things of that nature where you watch great people who've, who, who've really uh, shown their greatness, demonstrated. You know, when I'm talking about great people, I'm not simply talking about athletes. You know, hey, great athletes, though, it applies to great actors, it applies to great CEOs. But there's great techies out there. There's great teachers out there. There's great law enforcement people out there. You know, we've got some great people on this uh, that are behind the scenes on this radio program that are doing some great things. And we appreciate that. But one thing that I've learned is that great people who do great things, they put into training and preparation. They make sure that they put some time in to be good at their craft. And we need to understand this fundamental because see, we, we, we live in this microwave society. Oh, yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's why we want faster Internet. We want faster iPhone. I mean, look, here, I don't mean no harm, but every seems like almost every year I, uh, Apple comes out with a new iPhone and they tell you it's faster. But come on now. Do you really need that level of speed? But that's just the society that we live in, this microwave society that wants everything quick. You know, we want to buy all these fads off of TV for diets. Hey, give, give me this weight loss pill and all that because we want to lose it fast. We want stardom to come out fast. We want wealth fast. We want self-improvement fast. You all know what I'm talking about now. But see, what we've got to understand is that hard work is the foundation for achievement. And fundamentally, let me tell you something. There actually is no other way around it. I, I, I get it. I, I like some things to move faster myself in, in different aspects of my life. But the reality of it is there's no way around it. We need to understand that. I think uh, Winston Churchill said it well, and I uh, loved his statement that I read years ago where he said, you know, victory comes only to those who work long and hard who are willing to pay the price in blood, sweat, and tears. Fundamentally, you're, you're, you're listening to this podcast because there's some things that you want to do in life. There's some places you want to go. 
There's some development that you want to have. There's some experiences that you want to have. There, there, you, you, you may be trying to get out of that plateau stage and, and move forward. Whatever it is, we have to understand, as Churchill said, it, it, it comes, that success comes, that victory comes to those who are willing to pay the price in blood, sweat, and tears. So you have to ask yourself, how bad do you really want it? How bad do you really want to start that business? How bad do you really want to get that promotion? How bad do you really want to be a great husband? How bad do you really want to be a great father? How bad do you really want to lose that weight? What are you willing to put into it to make that thing, th those things come to pass? You guys heard me uh, uh, talk about uh, Coach Patino in, in, in Kentucky, and I mean, he, he's, he's a motivator. You know, and and one thing I, I remember he said, he said, if you really look closely at uh, great organizations and he wasn't simply talking about from a sports perspective, but he said, if you look closely at great organizations, he said, no, all great teams, all great people. He says the one common denominator that runs through them is a second to none work ethic. Fundament, this is not microwave. We're not going to push a button and everything's going to work. But what we've got to do is we've got to develop, if you don't have it already, a second to none work ethic. You know, the intense effort to achieve is is always there in, in these great people and these great organizations and these great teams. This is the one given uh, if you want to be successful, Fundament. When it comes to work effort, there can be no compromises. Any other uh, promise of achievement, and uh, to me, as, as they say, just fools gold, as, as Rick said. Now, look, fundamentally, the bottom line is this. Nothing meaningful or lasting comes without working hard for it. Whether it's in your life, or with the people you're trying to influence. Think about it. You know, marriage, meaningful and lasting. If you're going to make it work, if it's going to last, it's going to take hard work. Trust me. I've been married to a beautiful woman for a long time, but I can't just assume that every day things are going to be great. I got to get up every day and start all over again and try to make this thing work. Parenting. I've got some great sons, but that's not easy. You know, it's not easy trying to give proper advice. It's not easy trying to be a good role model. It's not easy doing the right things that are necessary for them. Parenting is challenging. It's demanding. It takes some hard work. Career advancement. You know, you're not going to just get there unless you put some time in to make it happen. Dieting, same thing. Not going to happen unless you put some time in. So that, that, that's what kind of led us to this topic of practice, 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 because I want us to get into a different mindset and understand that we have to take, it's going to take some work. We've got to put the time in to make some things happen the way we want them to happen. Now, when we really start focusing on this practice, Fundamentally, there are three uh, things about practice right now that I really want to emphasize because there are some benefits to it. 
And this whole show, we're going to be dealing with practice. So make sure we understand that. Yeah, but there's three things that I want to emphasize. For one, you know, it it, it it takes a sacrifice. I mean, in anything, if you want to be successful and get that career advancement, it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some time away from friends, family, entertainment, TV, things of that nature. Whatever it is, it's going to take some sacrifice. If you want to be a good husband, you're going to have to spend some time with that wife. If you want to be a good father, you're going to take some time and sacrifice away from other things to spend with your children. You know, there is some sacrifice. You know, there are many stories out there of professional athletes and and even actors. And you've heard about this kind of stuff before that they, they, they kind of go into hibernation as they're getting ready for something. You know, a lot of players, they, they spend six months in the offseason preparing for the season eating right, getting their bodies right, getting their minds right, things of that nature. There's actors who have literally gone into hibernation and it took them six months to learn the role and perfect the role that we sit and watch at the movies in an hour and a half, two hour program. We don't realize that that hour and a half, two hour movie that won the Oscars, those actors spent a lot of time in preparation for that role. It's going to take some sacrifice. But not only that, I also want to let you know something about practice, and that is practice itself doesn't guarantee results. <laughs> I know somebody said, wait a minute, Bo, you just told us we got to practice. Practice, practice, practice. And now you're saying practice by itself doesn't guarantee the results. That's exactly right. Only perfect practice makes perfect. Now, we got to hear that. Only perfect practice makes perfect fun to man. I've always said amateurs practice until they get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. That's the level of practice that you want to have that you can't get it wrong. It just becomes automatic. Not only that, but, you know, proper practice also, we need to understand this. It positions you for greatness. I want you to think about something you may not have thought about, but but have you ever really thought about why athletes and stars have their greatest moments in front of crowds? I mean, their personal best time is at the Olympics. Their personal best of something is when that crowd is around. You know, I was uh, watching the NFL over the weekend and uh, watching that Packers and Cowboys game. And I, I want you to know I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. ABC, anybody but Cowboys. So I was sitting up there uh, uh, watching that game and enjoying Green Bay. But, but the thing that really stood out, man, is that doggone Aaron Rodgers. Man, he made some throws uh, over the weekend, some unbelievable passes that he completed. I mean, just, per I mean, not even an inch off. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was artistic, the performance. And as a result of that, they were able to eliminate the Cowboys. But that was the most watched game out there. And he performed high on its, on its biggest level uh, with, with all of the world tuned in to watch him. You know, people do this. You know, I remember when Tiger Woods was healthy and younger, you know, I used to sit back there and just be in awe that how he could, uh, in majors, he could make some unbelievable shots. 
that you say, come on now, how can he hit this great, unbelievable 40-foot putt right here doing with all the pressure that's on him? How could they get out of the sand trap, things of that nature? It's, it's, it's because of practice. Because see, in addition to talent and practice, these stars, these, these prepared stars, and I want to mention these prepared stars, they then get an extra boost from the ambiance. You know, I was reading something by uh, psychologist Robert uh, Zajunk. Uh, he came up with this thing, and in, in 1965, he kind of identified this energizing effect that, that has on people and in their performance, and he called it social facilitation. And what that basically means is we get extra energy just from the ambiance. You know, you take a, a, a violinist solo, you know, there may not even be no competition in sight, no competitor right around them. But the performance in front of an audience is his finest. His skills are enhanced and heightened. Why? Because of the people that are listening to it, the sense of arousal he gets, because the, the people that are listening and watching, it literally pushes performance to another level. So we need to understand when you've got that practice going right, and then you have the ambience or your time to shine, then you, when you take your thing to a different level and they see your greatness uh, becomes very evident. Now, what we also need to also understand, Fundamen, before we get ready for a break, is that uh, unless you have perfect practice, though, you can actually perform worse than you did before. So let me make sure we're clear on that. Perfect practice, because that's what Vince Lombardi said. He said practice itself doesn't guarantee results. But he said perfect, only perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. So because if you if you sit up there and you you training, you're practicing and and your practice uh, efforts show that you are one tenth of a second slower than you were the last time and you keep doing the same thing. Guess what? Even when you have the ambience around the audience and everything else around your performance is going to be impacted in a negative sense. So it has to be perfect practice. You know, your, your technique can't be slightly off. So, but when you have perfect practice, it will energize the good behavior, but we also need to understand that it also can energize the bad. So it has, a, you know, because it, it, it can amplify both our strengths and our weaknesses, so to speak. That's why I say perfect practice, fundamentally, is what makes perfect. And we're going to talk more details about this as we continue with the program. So right now, we're going to get ready to take a break. And then after we come back, we're going to continue and dive a little bit deeper into this subject of practice, practice, practice. Hey, you've been listening to Fundamentals with Carl Bobo on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundaman. Welcome back. As we continue our talk uh, on the topic or our theme for the day of practice, practice, practice. Now, one of the major reasons that, that I chose this topic uh, and why it's so important to me is because, to me, it, 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 it helps us to move from the listening phase to the execution phase. See, 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 what we need to understand is listening to a program like this, this is just the first step. That's all. It's the first step in your development. But execution is the difference maker. Now, you think about it, all of us have been to uh, a number of seminars in our lives. Maybe you've listened to Tony Robbins, or maybe you've listened to Les Brown and, and a, other, a lot of other different great speakers out there. So, so we've been to a lot of seminars, or maybe you've been to church, and, and you, your, your, your pastor is an eloquent uh, speaker that's given you a lot of great lessons over the years and stuff like that. We've heard some great speeches, but, but we need to understand Without execution guidance, without application guidance, you know what happens when the man, the message just soon disappears because once we leave that particular situation or once we turn off this podcast, you know, the thoughts are in our mind a little bit, but then life catches up with us and all of those things that we've been hit, we heard about just happen to just, because we didn't write them down and, and haven't learned to execute, would just fade away. And then when you look back over the year, you haven't made the progress that you want to make. So even though we're talking about practice, I want to make sure that I, I, I share with you some things to kind of help you develop. A good practice habit. So, so I'm going to give you right now uh, in in this part of our program, you know, what I consider to be like six steps in in really developing and and really building uh, proper practice habits. You know, uh, research has shown that developing a skill is nothing like cramming for an exam. Understand that, fundamental. Let me say that again: developing a skill is nothing like cramming for an exam. And we've all crammed for an exam before. You cram for it to pass the test and then you don't remember nothing about it. That's not how you develop a skill. Creative ability like physical strength is something that develops slowly. And almost unconsciously over time, you know, given the right stimulus. Uh, I remember reading something by Aristotle 
uh, when he said, and I, and I liked what he said, he said, we are what we repeatedly do. He goes on to say, excellence then is not an act. So it's not an individual act, but it's a habit. So how we develop good practice, how do we do this? If, we, if Aristotle is right and we are what we repeatedly do, and excellence is not an act but a habit, then it becomes critical that we learn to develop good habits. So this is what I want to, I want to share with you right quick. So, so the first thing that you need to do to develop good habits, I want you to commit to it, whatever it is your goal, let's commit to it in writing. Come on, you got you, you to you commit to it. Commit to it in writing. Find your reasons for whatever it is that you want to do and create a plan. If you want to practice more, the first thing you need to do is to admit to yourself. Fundamentally, listen, admit to yourself that this is what you want to do and write down your new practice goal. You know, studies have shown that when people write down their plans and they write down their goals, that they become far more likely to follow through on you increase the odds in your ability to follow through just by writing them down. And understand now, this doesn't have to be a sophisticated write down. Now, you, you, you can just you know, send yourself an email, a uh, uh, text, or post a note. Put it down, post a note. I used to, in corporate America, there was times I had post notes on my computer just with a, a, a reminder of something that I want to do. It can be an index card. You know, if you got children around, do it on Etch a Sketch. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, writing down your goals works. So the first thing I want you to do is commit to it in writing. Now, now, now. Secondly, after you've made this mental commitment, and you and you and, and then you wrote it down. Now, I want you to dial it back a little bit because what I want you to do is start small. Hear me, fundamental. Start small. There's an old saying that success begets success. So therefore, we want to start small and allow that to lead to some more success. See, you know, a common mistake that I've seen, and we've all seen this in starting a new habit, is that people uh, go all in with excessive effort. And they start wearing yourself out before you even get off the ground. You know, uh, talking to my personal trainer many times, he, he shared this stuff with me uh, uh, just about uh, gym membership and attendance and people working out and things of that nature. And, and he, he talked about, you know, hey, we're in January now. January is that big push. And people come into the gyms and they, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And they start working out every day, doing all this kind of stuff. And they push themselves with unsustainable level of effort for a few weeks. And guess what, what, what happens after that? They'll never come back again. <laughs> no, because that's the wrong way to do it. See, see, fundamental. Let me let me share something. When consistency is the problem, it is far better to commit to to practicing for oh, you know, five minutes a day and succeed at it, and then slowly add to that habit. Start small. Dial it back, then slowly add to it. There's a, uh, a professor, Dr. Uh, Fogg, up here at Stanford University here in the Bay Area. And he, he's, he's kind of a, a leading expert 
as they say, on the science of habit formation. And and, and what Dr. Fall uh, suggests and, and stresses, he stresses the importance of starting small in his, he's got this class he teaches called Tiny Habits. It's a practical theory course, uh, Tiny Habits. So, so to make a habit like practice stick, what he says is you must make it small enough for it to be unfailingly consistent from the very beginning. I mean, you got to make it that small. The, you know, for example, you know, if if you were going, if you were trying to learn how to practice to floss your teeth every day, you start with one two. Don't 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 do all because no, start with one. If you want to learn how to start, do, do push-ups. You know, don't start saying, okay, I'm gonna do 25 push-ups or 100 push-ups a day. No, just do two, and get that consistency going. Then you add to it. Don't go out and start trying to walk and say, I'm going to walk five miles. No, because what happens is the next day you're not going to want to do it. So just you know, walk for three minutes. If you're not drinking enough water and you want to practice on drinking your eight uh, glasses of water a day to get your, what is that, 64 ounces or something that they say we need, you know, start by just drinking one. I mean, especially a person like me who don't drink much water, I had to start, you know, start with one. And I've learned if I start with one, then later on, I go to two, then I go to three. And next thing you know, I find myself drinking 64, 75, 100 ounces of water. See, so so make it manageable. You know, don't, don't sit there and say, if, if writing is your goal, don't just sit down and say, well, I'm going to sit here and every day I'm going to write a chapter. No, no, no. Just write one paragraph. That's it. See, what we need to understand, fundamentally, is that the goal at the initial point is not volume. That's not the goal. The goal is to make a habit automatic from the man. That's really what the goal is. So start by setting yourself to succeed by giving yourself goals that are easy to meet. That's what we want. We, we're trying to develop good practice habit and consistencies. So make your goals that are easy to meet. And I tell you something else, you know, many professionals will tell you they even give themselves a day off from the habit. Oh, yeah, because if seven days a week is too difficult for you, schedule your day off because it's better for you to schedule a day off and, and, and being able to maintain it than trying to commit to a schedule that you can't maintain. So, so, so remember, fundamental. remember, or your initial goal is to practice four hours a day you have a good chance of practicing zero hours. However, if you start with 10 minutes a day, watch this. You have a very good chance of practicing more because you put 10 minutes in your calendar and you stick to that. Next thing, you might end up doing 25, 30 minutes. You might end up doing an hour. You have a good chance of doing more. Also now, I want to challenge you in, in this particular area that you know, also at the beginning, you know, it's best to kind of cut yourself off before you even feel done, before you feel tired, before you feel exhausted, before you feel drained. Cut yourself off a little bit. Don't 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 go too far. You know, maybe stop stop yourself. You know, if you force yourself to stop practicing after thirty minutes, you know, you while you still have some juice flowing, you're more likely to be excited and raring to go the next session, the next opportunity, the next time you're supposed to do it. So so first. We want you to build some consistency. 
It is the most fundamental uh, and necessary component. And now, once you've done that, then fund a man and fund Then you can build volume. Then you can build intensity. Then you can build in depth as you progress. But I'm here to tell you, if you approach it the other way around, you're not going to get very far. We've been there and we've done that too many times. Also, I want you to consider your triggers. You know, not only do I want you to write this stuff down, not only do I, uh, I want you to start small, but I want you to consider your triggers. You know, know your cues. You say, what, what do I mean, consider your triggers? Well, uh, fundamentally, do you ever find yourself, you know, I don't know, just doing something that you really don't intend to do? But, you know, like I said, you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is check your email. You do it all the time before you get out of bed. Or do you spend a lot of time uh, in, on Facebook? Uh, have you found yourself venting on internet comments and sections and or, or maybe having an extra soda or beer when you don't really need one? How about biting your nails or watching too much TV? Uh, maybe even eating some ice cream when you know you shouldn't be. Yeah, that's, that, that's been a weakness of mine in the past. Yeah. I mean, have you ever found yourself doing this? If you ever caught yourself doing some of these things when it's not what you consciously want to be doing, then we need to understand that you're most likely, fundamentally, playing out a routine that has been etched deep in your brain through the power of repetition. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. You, know, you do the same thing every morning. It's the power of repetition. And see, now, evidence suggests that, that when these, these kinds of automatic habits are almost impossible, I mean, literally almost impossible to erase completely. But, but fortunately, we're not asking you to erase them. They can be replaced with just better habits. So, so what I want you to do is we're going to look at replacing some of these things. Now, the key to replacing habits is to start identifying the triggers, as I said, find out the trigger for an existing habit is, is kind of easy. I mean, you can find that out. For example, you know, after I turn my alarm off and check my email, you know, that's the trigger, my alarm. Or after I brush my teeth, I make coffee. What's the trigger? Brushing my teeth. At 2.30 each day, you, you go to the break room and you go grab a snack on the job, get your Snickers candy bar and a, and a diet soda. Yeah, at least I said diet. <laughs> What's the trigger? It's that 2.30 time period. So to make a new habit stick, what you've got to do is figure out what will be its trigger. And then you've got to decide when in your existing routine that it's going to fall. Where do you want it to fall at? This new, this new thing. So, so let's say, for example, practicing your golf swing might be something that you want to do. What's going to be the trigger to make you do it every day at a certain time? Maybe it replaces that morning Facebook or morning email. So when you get up before that morning coffee, the first thing you do is pick up your club and start swinging. See, whatever you choose for the, for the practice habit to have any chance of taking hold, Fundamentally, it's, 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 it's critical. It's, um, it's essential to decide where it will fit in your routine. 
I'm telling you, this, this is critically important. So you got to identify the trigger and you got to commit to it and use it. Now watch this from the man. I want you to keep the same trigger in place. Don't want you to change. Keep the same trigger. But you're going to replace the behavior that comes afterwards. Ah, that's the key. We're just going to replace the behavior. See, as the new habit becomes more ingrained, you're going to find that the old habit will slowly start fading. Then the good habits becomes even more automatic than the old. And after that, guess what? Willpower is removed from the equation and a new habit simply just takes over and dominates who you are. Then all of a sudden, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. That's where you want to get yourself to. Also, once you once you identify those triggers, I want to make sure you also you got to reward yourself because, look, you're not going to be good at practicing nothing if you don't have a reward. Let's be realistic. You know, dieting is okay, but you know, you got to have a cheat day in there. And there. You got to reward yourself for sustained effort every now and then. So I want you to reward yourself. This is going to help you reinforce that new habit that you're trying to do. And, and our new habit that we're talking about is practice, practice, practice. If you and, and practice in whatever area uh, that you need, but you got to reward yourself. See, because see, here's the reality in any, in addition rather to Let's to our triggers that I've talked about. You know, each habit has a reward. So, for example, after I eat ice cream, guess what? I feel pretty good. Feel satisfied. You know, after you check your emails, maybe you feel less bored. So to break a bad habit, not only do you need to know what the trigger is, but you also got to understand what the reward that goes with it is as well. Then guess what? Now watch this, fundamental man. This is what you do. When you understand that, then you're going to simply do the real simple formula. You simply keep the trigger and you keep the reward and you replace the middle, the behavior that's in the middle. That's all you're doing. You're keeping the same trigger. You're keeping the same reward. But that behavior where it was either eating ice cream, you're changing the behavior. So instead of eating ice cream, it's guess what? I'm swinging my stick, swinging my golf club. You know, see, so the same goes for adding a new habit like practice. How will you reward yourself? You've got to figure that out. You've got to reward yourself so that you can consistently be consistent, rather, with your practice. you got to reward yourself. Now, how you reward yourself, the choice is yours. But remember, every habit needs a reinforcement in order to stick. So every day that you practice, Offer yourself a small reward. Maybe you start off real small, as I say. You, know, you practice today and you say, okay, maybe you give yourself a pat on the back. Congratulations, Carl, you you, you did it today. You know, but it, you know, if you do a few weeks for a few weeks of practice and you do it consistently, maybe you reward yourself, I don't know, with, with something that you might like, extremely like. Maybe it's a bottle of bourbon to savor. If that's it, do it. Maybe it's a bottle of wine and whatever. But the key is, in your mind, you need to link the reward directly to having done the practice. So what I'm saying is, I can't get that bottle of bourbon unless I've done the practice. So now once I've done that week or that month of practice consistently, and then if I reward myself with the bourbon, then I'm starting to reprogram my mind. But now I can't go get another bottle 
until I've at least done another month of practice. You follow me? Another thing I want to challenge you to do, Fundament, is I want you to commit publicly. Yep, commitment. Commit publicly. Have your friends and family hold you accountable. You know, once you've really got this practice theme going, it's extremely important that you make your practice plans known to others. You know, and you want to tell some people that you know, I mean, people who will be disappointed if you back out and proud if you if you succeed. That's the kind of people you want to tell. In my case, I tell my wife and my sons. It's just like dieting. The new year started. I said, hey, man, I need to drop about 15, 20 pounds. First thing I did was told my wife and my sons about it. I wanted them to know. Put it out. Don't come by the house. Don't come through here. Bring me no food. I'm not eating. Dad's on a diet. You know, because I know they'll be disappointed if I don't make it because they're going to say, well, you fell off your word, dad. But at the same time, if I do it, they're going to be the ones that are happy for me, most happy and cheering me on and saying, hey, congratulations, pops, you did it. So, see, so fundamentally, studies have shown that this tactic can dramatically increase follow through. So you think about it. So for some of us, this kind of social accountability is even greater than the motivation of writing it down, your goals. But if you put it together, if you write down your goals and then you commit to it publicly where you've got that accountability, you put those things together, folks, you got something working there. You're increasing the odds of you being able to accomplish what goals you have. And then lastly, I want to you know tell you is that I want you to track your success. Before we go to break, I want you to track your success. Don't break the chain is what I'm saying. So in order to keep up a new uh, up your new practice habit, you must continue to reinforce it. Track your progress, journal it. Now, let me give you a good exercise that I think will help you with all this stuff. So let's say, for example, you want to become a better golfer. What's the way to become a better golfer is play better golf. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah, but, you know, that's easier said than done. Carl, how do you do that? The only way to do this is you got to play a practice every day. So, if your goal is to play a practice every day so that you can become a better golfer, then I want to challenge you. Go get a big old wall calendar, a big one, that has the whole year on one page. And, and find a place in your home, your office, your bedroom, whatever, a big prominent wall that you can hang this calendar up on, on the wall. And get you a big red marker. Oh, yeah, get your big red magic marker. Now, for each day that you practice, you get to put a big red X through that day. After a few days, you'll have a chain. Just keep at it. And that chain is going to grow longer and longer every day. You're going to all of a sudden start seeing X's, 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 big red X's. And you're going to like seeing those red X's. You're going to like seeing that chain, especially after you get a few weeks under your belt. And guess what? Fundamentally, now your only job is not to break the chain. Hey, look, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get to our man down section. Uh, so we'll be right back in just a moment. Again, you've been listening to Fundamentals uh, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, and I'm Carl Bobo. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. 
been inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. All right, Fundaman, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to our Man Down uh, session. Uh, this is the part right here, and I shouldn't say session, but section, because this is where we are in our program. But So, so welcome to that. But uh, th- this is where we understand that sometimes life can make things difficult to implement. And I know that there's some of you that are sitting up here talking, listening to me talk about all this practice and stuff. And you're sitting up there saying, Carl, but you know what? I'm beat down. You know, life has gotten the best of me. My my problems, my trials, my struggles have gotten me so down that it's hard for me to get motivated to practice, practice, practice on all this stuff that you've been talking about over the last six months. But I, I, I get it. I understand. Fundamental, I understand. But so I'm going to share with you, you know, I mean, just a few things that I've kind of discovered over the years that were kind of useful to me in kind of helping develop and discipline, even during trying times. And, and hopefully it will help you before we uh, wrap up this program. So first thing I want you to, to challenge you to do is I want you to do the task, whatever it is, even when you're not in the mood. See, procrastination is a common and universal problem, fundamentally. We all get it. We understand that. But the real reason that we all procrastinate is because we're simply not in the mood to do it. You know, I'm in the process of trying to write a book for fundamentally, for men. I think we need it. But sometimes, man, you know, I'm just like you. I'm not in the mood sometimes. Don't feel like writing. And it, I, I'd rather run to the grocery store and pick up something that my wife needs me to go pick up just to avoid doing what I don't want to do. But see, we've got to understand, if we wait until we're actually in the mood to do certain things, we'll never master life. So what you got to do is just sit down and just do it. It may be uncomfortable, but so what? Just do it. You can still do some great things even when you're uncomfortable. You know, uh, Another thing to shake you up, talking about shaking you up, get you out of that rut, is exercise when you don't even feel like you want to. Yes, I know it's closely related to procrastination, but, but you know, exercise is that one thing that we often put off when we are a man down, you know. But what we don't understand is that 
when we fight through that mental fatigue and force ourselves to do what we already know we should be doing. Fundamentally, we actually stimulate the brain, the flow, the blood flow in that brain and our mind in such a way that it affects us in multiple areas. You start feeling good and then you'll start mastering things that are uncomfortable. I think I want to challenge you to do fundamentally is you know, this is now again, this this is this is just to kind of shake us out of this doldrum, so to speak. You know, I want you to sit with a little hunger. Watch this. I'm going somewhere. Hang on there with me. See, we, we, we tend to panic when we get hungry. And that's why we run to the nearest junk food and all that kind of stuff. But next time you get a little hungry, I want you to just sit for a while. Don't respond to that need. I want you to learn that you, you're going to be all right. That you, you're going to learn that you might be hungry, but it's not the end of the world. Because technically our body can go days and weeks without food. You're not going to starve just because you missed a few meals or that you delayed it for an hour or two. We're talking about developing the discipline that we need so that we can then practice like we're supposed to. You know, this practice will show you that a little discomfort shouldn't control you and that you can still make great conscious choices in the middle of feeling uncomfortable. I want you to talk to someone about something uncomfortable. I want to challenge you to do that. Oh, yeah. Talk to someone about something uncomfortable. It's going to shake you up a little bit. As people, we have a tendency to avoid difficult conversations. Why? Because I get it. They're not fun. They can be scary. They're uncomfortable. But I want you to I want to challenge you to persevere. Have that conversation, no matter how difficult it is. And what you're going to learn about this is pushing through this difficult and uncomfortable problem. You're going to start developing the skills to stand strong doing other difficult situations in your life. And all of a sudden, it won't be as easy for you to fall down to the level of man down. Another thing I want to get you to do is I want you to turn toward the problem. Whatever it is that you do, turn and face it. You know, I know this is the opposite of what we normally do. You know, people try to avoid problems normally, but I want you to turn and face it, face it head on. And I want you to see the obstacle as a path. Don't avoid it. Don't go around it and don't ignore it. Turn directly into that rascal and look at it and see it, acknowledge it. And then I want you to figure out a way to navigate within the problem. And you're gonna find out that it's not as bad as you thought it was in most cases and you'll be happy that you did it. And guess what? Fundamentally, most importantly, you'll get stronger as a person from facing the problem. You know, and then, you know, just see the good in the activity. You don't you don't have to be perfect at what you do whether it's working out or whatever. You don't have to develop a six-pack, but there is some inherent good that just goes with being involved in activity. No matter what the activity is, find the good in doing it, and the activity becomes a reward. You'll learn these. You'll learn from these practices, fundamentally, to get good at discomfort, to show up even when you don't feel like it, to stick to something even when your enthusiasm wanes, and you're gonna learn not to act on urges right away, to enjoy any activity as a result, as a reward in and of itself. Hey, look here, we've run out of time on today. I've enjoyed my time with you. And I look forward to getting back with you on next week. And until we get back together, stay strong, man up, and man out.
We'll see. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.